Okay, let's see. There was a recent batch of DLC to this video game I play all the time. Um, I took on a woodworking project for my landlady this week who might be a little crazy, and I've been doing some painting. So yeah, that's what I've been procrastinating with this week. Hey folks, and welcome to Stop Podcastinating, a fun productivity management podcast that's technically not working. I'm James, I have ADHD, and I love to procrastinate, which is why I put together this limited series. We're going to be having three episodes in total. The next episode will feature a great interview with an expert on behavioral science to help shed some light on what procrastinating is and what we can do about it. Episode three is going to be artsy. We'll feature a piece called The Sounds of Something Else. This first episode is all about the basics. So let's talk about procrastination. What causes it? There's a lot of things that cause it. One of the main ones is poor impulse control. The idea that there's things that you see that immediately distract you that are more exciting than what you're looking at because we want to have that immediate release of something that's fun. If we're doing homework and you get a text from a friend with a fun TikTok video, you might fall into an hour of TikTok videos because it's just more fun and you want to have that immediate release. It can also be caused by a poor sense of timing where you think, oh, I've got a full four days to work on this. It'll only take me one day, so I don't need to start for two days. And then that third day you think, well, I can just do it early tomorrow. And then you sleep in and yada yada. You eventually find yourself working at the 11th hour trying to get something finished before you run out of time. And that in your head seemed like you were on top of the timing, but then completely got off and suddenly you're you're scrambling. It can also be caused by fear. You're looking for something to do that's less scary, something that isn't as intimidating, that doesn't cause as much anxiety, because anxiety makes it hard to concentrate. And fear and anxiety are both things that stem from trauma. Maybe something that happened to you as a kid or something that happened to you recently. If you think about like a camera lens that has a shallow focus, right? Where you see something that's right up close and then you can't see something that's 100 feet away. That 100 foot away thing is the trauma. It's something that you know is out there, you know it's ahead of you, but where you're looking now, you can't focus on it and you can't see it. And so you don't think that it's affecting you. And figuring out what that is and how to deal with that is a great way to be able to pay more attention to what's going on in front of you because you're not concerned in the back of your head about something that's, you know, off in the distance. Let's talk about the side effects of procrastination. One thing is that it's potentially dangerous. It's something that can get you in trouble in a lot of ways. You could fail and drop out of school. You could perform poorly at work and lose your job. If you have a medical condition that needs help, you might forget to book an appointment or you might keep putting off getting, you know, that thing looked at. It can also put you in financial jeopardy, where if you're not very concerned about your money, if you're not concerned about working or, you know, paying bills, that stacks up really fast. Capitalism is always out to get you. And if you put off paying a bill for a month and then a bill for another month, they'll charge you extra for missing to pay the bill, plus the fees for telling you that they're charging you extra. And before you know it, what is not your fault, what is something that is beyond your control, is suddenly costing you thousands of dollars and keeping you from living the same life as people that don't have ADHD and don't have procrastination issues. 
So Anna Swanson of the Washington Post wrote this article about the side effects and what is ADHD that I thought was really interesting. And she quotes this, there's a Case Western Reserve University study from 1997 that found that college-age procrastinators ended up with higher stress, more illness, and lower grades by the end of the semester. So let's talk about ADHD and what does it have to do with it? It's, first of all, the most common neurobehavioral disorder. 9% of all kids have it. That's a ton of kids. It might be inheritable, meaning it, it might be your genes that cause it to be more or less likely to develop, but it is definitely related to environment. It's somewhere in the middle of nature and nurture. Once again, it's also related to trauma, where if you have a chronically depressed mom or an alcoholic dad or any kind of anxiety coming down from your folks when you're little, or even if your folks themselves have ADHD, that is a definite source of ADHD in kids. ADHD, it's like damned if you do, damned if you don't, right? So what it, what it does is it affects your inability to control attention. It's related to poor executive functions, which is the brain's control of its own information processing, like handling working memory, task switching, choosing which tasks are most important, and metacognition, which is what we're doing now, thinking about thinking. Far out, man. It is also related to being too good at executive functions. If you have an extremely high working memory capacity, then you have so many processes going on at once that your mind wanders even more. So it can be because you're daydreaming. It can, it can be something that is like you're not paying attention. It can also be that you're paying so much attention you're unable to function. And of course, the problem is that other people outside don't see it like that. They see you as just being late. They see you as being bad at doing your job, at doing your homework. They'll let it slide once or twice, and then they'll start docking you points or writing you up at work, and they don't understand that you're trying as hard as you possibly can and just can't handle those tasks the same way that they do. Now that it's part of the American with Disabilities Act, if you have ADHD as a kid, you're given more time for tests. You're given more time for homework. They're a little bit more forgiving with understanding you need the least restrictive environment for learning, which for someone with ADHD is basically just understand I'm going to be late sometimes, man. Like, I, I can't always get it done. It doesn't mean that I don't want to. It just something came up. So, in conclusion, I mentioned trauma a couple times today. If you're having trouble focusing on something, maybe ask yourself why. What is it that's holding you back right now? What's on your mind that you're avoiding because of fear, because of anxiety? But if you're unable to do the thing that you know is in front of you, but you keep putting off, ask, what else am I doing? What am I afraid of? Here's another tip. If you need to do something, the word need, like, I want to get a good grade in my science class, so I need to do my science homework. Well, maybe it's because you don't see the grade and the homework as both things you want to do. 
you want to have a good grade, but you need to do the homework. So try changing that language, even in your head when you're talking to yourself, to say, I want to do this. I don't need to do it, I want to do it. And if you can start that process going internally, it'll help to make it happen externally. That's the show. Thank you so much for listening. This music is from Analog by Nature, featuring Kirkoid and used under a Creative Commons license. You can check out a ton more of their sample tracks on YouTube. Now, hopefully you can get back to work. So... I had some heavy family stuff come up this week that put me behind from the very start. When I did get back to my desk, I decided I had to clean and organize the whole office before I could even, you know, start working. Once I finally booted the computer up, I realized I needed to clean up the whole hard drive too. So that's how I've been procrastinating. Hey folks, and welcome back to Stop Podcastinating, a fun productivity management podcast that I think counts as working. I'm James, I have ADHD, and I love to procrastinate, which is why I've put together this limited series. This week I am joined by Dr. Nita Fairjoe to talk about students who need extra help paying attention and keeping up with college life due to procrastination and disability, as well as what kind of resources are out there for them. So let's get to it. Thanks again so much for joining us. Uh, the topic today is ADHD and learning disabilities and education, specifically how it relates to procrastination and getting homework done and, and schoolwork done when you have exceptional difficulties with it, which uh, through doing this research, I hope I'll be able to help myself with as well. Um, to start off with, uh, would you mind introducing yourself to us? Yes. My name is Dr. Nita Ferzo. I am a licensed educational psychologist. I have worked in the field for a number of years. I was on the faculty at UCLA and Neuropsychiatric Institute. I was also a consultant at Bayon Cedar Sinai, all in the area of working with students and adults who have disabilities, ADHD, autism, the entire spectrum. And I'm presently in private practice. My first question for you on, on the subject is what kind of services even exist? You know, if you don't know what kind of stuff might be out there, like for me, I'm an older student. I uh, didn't go to college right after high school because of my learning disability and being unable to focus and, and do well in school. And I went to school in the 90s and early 2000s before ADHD was included with the ADA. I'm just discovering for the very first time what kind of options there are. Like, I didn't know you could ask for more time on a test kind of a thing. Broadly, what are some options available to students that have learning disabilities that might not even know what to ask for? Well, there's a broad spectrum of things that can be asked for. If you pull up the uh, disability list at any college and, you know, the things that could be available, it's everything from extended time and a quiet room to being allowed to um, have a reader. You could have someone that would actually write it out for you. You can ask to take snacks, all of those kind of things that are available to you. And it is listed, all the possibilities, you know, like not just ADHD kids, but, uh, you know, LD kids or anxious kids, all of those can be provided with services. And what kind of stuff do you need then? You need to talk to someone like you to get um, recommended for services? I write the letters because many of the schools want the student to have had the evaluation in the last three years. 
And so if I'm seeing a high school student, I say to them, let's do your evaluation when you're a junior in high school so you can use that report to take you into college. You know, I just finished writing it for a student who is finishing up college and is wanting to take the MCAT. So it's those kind of things. Okay. If you were a teacher that is working with students who might have a couple of, of learning disability students in their classroom, are there any just like really basic style changes that they could make to be more inclusive um, to a, a broad spectrum of students? You could ask for a uh, you could ask for um, notes from another student. You could ask to record the uh, lecture so you can take them home and listen to them again. Those kind of things. Uh, for someone like me who has ADHD, what is a great do-it-yourself place to start working on productivity without making a big investment? Or maybe you don't have access currently to uh, a proper diagnosis. Are there any great books or maybe applications on your phone or like it's just getting a day planner? What would you recommend as a good way to start scaffolding? Depends upon the type of ADHD you have, because you know there are different types of ADHD. You know, some students are the impulsive type. That there's also the kid that's the dreamer, and there's the one who has hyperactivity. And each of those have different implications. Plus, you know, what is your level of uh, executive functioning? Are you able to think through and know how much time it's going to take? Because it's notorious, I think, for ADHD students to sort of be, uh, you know, especially when they get into junior high and high school, to sort of end up in the wrong place at the wrong time with the wrong book looking surprised because they just can't keep all those balls in the air at the same time. Helping them to organize their lives, to make notes, to plan ahead, to have, you know, put it on their phone so that their phone reminds them to do certain things. All of that are, you know, the things that you would do for a student to help them get it organized. So, like, looking into maybe phone apps uh, is a great place to start, something that most people already have access to is their phone and and finding ways to use the the scheduling software that's that's just there already to their advantage and i always say to students think about the the number of classes you're taking if you are a student who has some mild learning difficulties and so reading is a challenge don't take a history and philosophy class where all of it is reading and you're going to spend hours and hours, try and spread out the classes you're taking so that you've got time to study them. And instead of taking 16 units, maybe you should only take 12. So you have the additional time since you're an inefficient learner. Sure. The other thing you may want to think about, some kids are not morning people because sleep problems are notorious for kids with ADHD. You may want to be a kid who doesn't take an eight o'clock class because you're never going to make it there. For, for In my case in particular, I had a really rough public school experience as a kid um, and many times you know, people are, had told me that I was being lazy or that um, I was um, goofing off. Uh, a, a, a goofing off. Yeah, I was a troublemaker, uh, a class clown um, uh -huh. or that I just would procrastinate or have writer's block for students that 
are like me that didn't have a diagnosis uh, until you know much much later or maybe not at all is is looking into self-help for disability something that that they should be interested in you know is it possible that there's a lot of undiagnosed disabilities out there that probably um, well i think you know the student can then pursue it they can the student can even ask for an IEP to have it evaluated by the school to determine but that is you need to be under 18 for that correct yes although a couple of the junior colleges have done it for kids that are older the the services are there they just have to explore and find who can help them to get that this is kind of sounds like the the number one advice step is just ask ask everybody <laughs> wherever you are yes absolutely and and you know be assertive in and asking for the services that you need and hopefully the school can accommodate for them depending yeah that's great um is there anything else that uh, you think i should should bring up or that you want to talk about that i haven't already covered i am always concerned that psychologically the kids who have adhd get battered because like you said you get accused of being lazy of being a nuisance being um, inefficient I, I think we really need to be concerned about the mental health for these students because many of them develop secondary anxiety and depression around the fact that they're not working up to their potential and they're getting a lot of negative feedback yeah that's a very familiar case to me for sure yes then you know that story because we know that if they're not treated and not recognized, they often function below their potential and have, as I said, secondary anxiety and depression as an adult. And statistically, we also know that many of them do their own self-medication with marijuana and alcohol. And uh, I imagine also that the statistics for completing college is, is so much lower for students that have learned disabilities than, than average students or even going to college at all. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Well, thank you so much, doctor, for your time. I really, really appreciate it. Uh, it's been great talking to you. And good luck to you. And I hope you're doing well with this uh, research and uh, your ongoing schooling. Take thank care and have a thanks. good day. All right. You too. I want to thank Dr. Fergio again for her time and such excellent information. Quick procrastination tip. Sleep deprivation sometimes can be confused for depression, anxiety, or ADHD, making it hard to pinpoint. Here's the thing though, those emotional disorders are bi-directional with poor sleep habits, meaning they can both cause the other, which escalates quickly as you can imagine. Sometimes the best thing when you're stuck with work is to put it down until tomorrow if you have the time, and then focus on getting a good night's sleep instead. That's our show. We'll see you next week for a hopefully artistic presentation of procrastination in an audio soundscape. This track is from Analog by Nature and features Kirkoid, used under a Creative Commons license. Now, uh, get back to work. Thanks, everybody. One, I found my old Kindle. It took a while to find the cable and get it charged and to update the software, but then finally, two, I read a trashy YA novel and it was a free download for a couple hours before three, I needed to find some better digital books for my library, so that's what I was procrastinating with.
Hey, welcome to episode three of Stop Podcastinating, the fun productivity management podcast that listening to is theoretically working. I'm James, I have ADHD, and I have just a short intro for today's main topic. You're about to hear a one-minute soundscape of what it is like to be distracted by the environment. In this piece, a student who is using the text-to-speech software to work on his history class is bored, distracted, and takes a break. I hope you like it. Single player. Get ready. Begin. The global economy since 1980, as usual, political. Okay, so. What could they have done better? Probably not had the switch in their bag while they were trying to do homework. They were able to get back to the assignment though, which is really the hard part. That's the show. Today's quick tip, use lists. And not just lists, but different kinds of lists. Try keeping an everything list for whatever you think of, from needing to buy socks to wanting to run for office someday. Then keep a second list of things you need to do today that is pulled from that big list. With the big list, you won't forget about the big things that are going on that are always running around in your mind, but the small list will help make achieving those big things manageable and also keep you on task one day at a time. The music used to make the fake video games were licensed under a non-commercial Creative Commons attribution. We featured Too Far Away, The Long Ride Home Mix by Jay Lang featuring Darkroom, The Fighter by Stephen M. Bryant, featuring Hans Adam, Robert Sikowicz, Kara Square, Alex Borosa. And the theme song is Tumbling Down by Analog by Nature, featuring Kirkoid. Hope you enjoyed the show. Now get back to work.